This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show. It's time for a community interview on NPR. This morning I am joined by Topo Tani. Is that, is that right? That is correct. Excellent, yep. excellent. Now, um, you are the person behind the uh, bioplant um, pyrolysis facility that's, that's asking for consent um, in fielding. That's right? That's correct. Well, um, part of a team, um, but yeah, um, seems to be the one that's probably more at the forefront. That's yeah. the one, the, the person who has to show up and answer questions from people. So that's correct. I, I guess the, the, the first question is, uh, you know, people have been people have been getting getting uh, bent out of shape about this and, and jumping up and down. And one of the things that comes up uh, is is the idea that this is like a, an incineration facility for, for straightforwardly burning rubbish. Mm-hmm. Um, but my understanding is that pyrolysis is a bit different from just burning things. Do you want to maybe explain how that is? Yeah, um, I guess traditionally pyrolysis have been it's, it's over. You know, it's you know we're going into hundreds of years old type technology. Um, that's how you make charcoal. So like incineration when you um, burn, uh, let's say wood, you it just burns and disappears into ashes. Um, where pyrolysis is in a, a separate chamber. The chamber is then heated and uh, the wood that's inside the chamber becomes um, like charcoal or, um, you know, it, it still is in mass that can be used for whatever application the person is um, using. Um, yeah, so I guess like to maybe explain to like the difference, you know, the other analogy I used to say to people is the difference between baking a cake and cooking a steam pudding. You know, so you have a cake that's actually direct, is, is in direct um, contact with heat in the oven, whereas the steam pudding, you're actually heating the, the pot and it's the steam that is actually doing the cooking. So you've got a, like a secondary um, uh, sort of like uh, interaction that's happening, not direct. So, and I think, uh, I don't know that that makes sense, but um, that's the difference between the two. So with the pyrolysis, uh, while the inner chamber is being heated, you're actually capturing the gas that's been um, emitting from it. And so that you, we, in terms of this project, we uh, turn it, um, in, uh, condense it into biofuel. Um, and the excess heat from the process is um, generating the electricity. And then whatever uh, feedstock that we have is you get either a char or biochar. Um, and yeah, but we have end users for that as well. And I mean, you mentioned woods at at the start, just when we were talking about charcoal, because of course that's an incredibly old technology. You can still find people who who, who do that by you know essentially getting a fire and, and piling grass and and turf on top of it. Um, mm. But uh, the thing about this pyrolysis plant is that that you could take a wide range of different things as as what you call feedstock, like stuff to go into the pyrolysis chamber. Like, what kind of things are you looking at at being able to handle? 
Yeah. So, it, like, uh, and it depends on the, uh, like, let's say, the projects. For this one, when we approached Manitou District Council, what are their issues? It was on um, municipal solid waste, um, and that can be anything that comes, you know, household um, waste, um, plastic or uh, anything that's organic. Um, yeah, so at this stage, like looking at the, the, the data that we, we've collected, it's about 13% of, of, of waste is actually like um, plastic. And so it, it just means that we have to kind of like uh, assume that um, there's going to be certain um, waste stream coming our way, but we would have to kind of like sort them out to ensure that we're not too much off certain things that we didn't want to put in there. Um, yeah, there are certain plastic that we have to be wary of. Um, and hence the, you know, we've, we've got like artificial um, intelligence um, sorting uh, uh, process to, you know, look at some of those, uh, the different stuff that we should minimise having to go through. If we can have ways of um, recycling them, them some other ways. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's the same as uh, recycling processes. There are some plastics that, that can't yeah. go through those processes because of the way that they've been contracts, constructed and, and chemicals that are involved in uh, making those yeah. compounds. Um, and, and actually that, that brings me to another point, which is that, you know, one of the, one of the things that people uh, have been jumping up and down about is the idea that we should be recycling plastic instead. But in, in fact, as a, as a community, we haven't been recycling plastic for for a long time. We've been shipping it offshore, uh, and <clears throat> and goodness knows what happens to it at that point. So, actually, yeah, doing with something yeah. with it onshore seems to me like a, a more sensible option. Yeah, uh, I mean exactly. So when we first approached the region, um, we did not um, portray ourselves as the let's say the magic wand that will. F- fix the whole problem uh, we see ourselves as part of the solution and um, and we see ourselves as you know let's say you know whether people believe it or not we want to advocate um, recycling of recyclable items and hence the partnership like I mean working with Manoto District Council is that they've actually got a sorting uh, recovery uh, resource center that they've set up um, so whatever that they can't um, recover, that would go to landfill, that's ours. I mean, that's, you know, please give it to us um, type thing. And we, in talking to some, some of the community groups that we have, you know, we've also advocated that if there is um, uh, uh, like a, a community um, uh, project where, um, you know, other than MDC, but they can like look at s- some ways of recovering certain, you know, like if a table comes with, three legs, I'm sure it's not much to put on a fourth leg mm. and, and sell it off, you know, like um, to to use as much as we can and put it back um, to community use or, you know, for, for it to be used. But we see ourselves as the, I guess, between anyone and the landfill, you know. Uh, but that's also not to say that we, you know, we're trying to get away with landfill, you know, at some point – the waste that we're processing, it's not, you know, we cannot even touch um, a percentage of what's going to landfill in New Zealand. It means that we still need landfill, but what we're trying to do is if we can minimise stuff that can go to landfill, it would be better, um, you know, whether we have one or or 100 pyrolysis plants. <laughs> you yeah. know, but this is just a start. 
I mean, uh, that that word minimize, I think, is is worth um, worth mentioning because, of course, one of the things with landfill is there's only so much space in landfill, and even even if the end product of your of your pyrolysis can't be used in a in an industrial application, and we can talk about mm-hmm. that in a second. I mean, it's still a lot smaller than the solid waste that would have otherwise gone to landfill, and uh, you know it's a, it, it behaves like a like a powder, so you, it, you know you can you can pack it into stuff. Um, exactly. So you're still putting a lot less stuff physically into landfill at the end of this uh, process. Um, just talking about the the industrial applications or, or other applications, you mentioned <coughs> that you had um, you know. Uh, essentially, organisations, people who are willing to to take the products off your hands. Can, can you maybe talk a little bit more about that? Because I think, um, firstly, people get hung up on the difference between between just charcoal and biochar, which is, mm. I think, a little less um, chemically concrete than than people might realise. But also, um, there are quite a lot of industrial applications for this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, so when for the for the project to be viable, you got to have off takers, um, you know. And uh, so let's say, and this is not like a, a small project. It's a it's a you know quite an undertaking in terms of the economic um, um, you know the capital value of it. And so it's not like you know you're asking for a few thousand, and you know we're talking in in, in millions. Um, and so. The, the off-takers, um, you know, the requirement for the off-takers are, you know, got to be reputable um, companies. And so let's say for the for the diesel, it's one of the big big four, big five suppliers to New Zealand. Um, and so they, you know, when they um, came on board, they also had to do their own due diligence in terms of uh, what the product is being produced. So this is not new to, um, you know, this is actually... Um, existed in Korea and Japan, so they are the the main manufacturing supplier of this particular technology. Now, the other thing to emphasize is, like when you talk about pyrolysis, there's actually you know hundreds of different types of pyrolysis. So this particular pyrolysis is um, is is spe- specific only to like let's say the IP for um, GGII. You know, if people just look um, when they ask what it is about, so the, it is GGII um, specific. Um, IP and it's a particular type. So, um, and it's actually like what we added, it's actually a screw type um, pyrolysis. You know, you put the products in, it's the screw, the auger that actually moves it along to be heated. Um, so in terms of the yeah, the feedstock, so we have, um, um, you know, like, and then also reputable um, electricity, electricity um, off-taker, um, and it's the same thing too with the, the char biochar. So we've got enough takers now. They have their own specification in terms of what they want to do with the product. Now there's a lot that we, you know, we can say that we it's coming out as biochar, but it's up to the the third party um, off taker what they do with the product. Now one of the conditions that we did talked about with Horizon is that we want to make sure everything is um, environmentally okay. Um, yeah, we don't want to, you know. Uh, create things that are not environmentally um, okay. <laughs> if that makes sense, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I guess what I was getting at there is that this um, the term biochar is a bit like 
It's a bit like if if you see um, mm. people so, selling fruit and veg at, at a market, there are some people selling yeah. fruit and veg that says organic, <laughs> and there are some people selling fruit and veg that yeah. says spray free. And the difference mm. is that you have to uh, have land that's been spray free for a certain number of years and jump through a certain set of hoops and talk to a specific licensing organisation before you can say organic. You just have mm. to not spray your crops with pesticides in order to call it spray free. Um, oh, okay. And yeah. the 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 charcoal and the biochar might not be chemically different at the point at which people interact with them, but you can only call things that come from specific feedstocks biochar yeah. is my understanding. Yeah. Yeah, and so that's why we actually have uh, slash char, biochar, depending on the feedstock. If, let's say, on a particular day, it's 100% cardboards, well, mm. that, in a sense, is more wood-based. Um, I know there'll be a percentage of lining or whatever that could be, you know, uh, inorganic. Um, but the, you know, like in terms of, um, you know, our receptors that are picking up the product on the other end would give us an idea of, the content and makeup of the the solids that are coming out and um, yeah and I think um, yeah yeah because one of our other project that the next one that's uh, we're looking at is actually pure wood slash uh, so that will be you know more pure I guess natural biochar yeah. Um, MVC didn't say that wood slash is a, it's a problem at this stage for them. So <laughs> yeah. we're working with what their issues are uh, in this region. Yeah. All right. Well, so look, we're, we're running a little short of time. I guess the last thing that we should probably cover is, you know, this is a process that involves heating stuff up, which releases gas. Um, mm-hmm. And and we are attempting to uh, slowly but surely decarbonize everything that we're doing because, you know, Climate change is looming. Um, in in what way does this uh, address that? You know, like um, you're still heating stuff out. Gas is still yeah. coming out. Um, how mm. is pyrolysis different from just burning stuff in in terms of putting putting gas into the atmosphere? Yeah. So the the, the thing that's also with um, with GGII's technology is that it goes through. Um, so things are not directly um, discharged to air. It goes through its own cleaning process internally. Um, so it goes through scrubbers. It goes through, um, I mean, like I think with our video explained, so like naturally there is a process where we minimize any formation of toxins um, but in terms of the speed that we take the product through and the heat that is at so that there's no formation of, so that's kind of like the first step. And then you have um, uh, the scrubbers that, um, you know, for um, removing any anything that before we discharge. Um, and I think we also, um, you know, we we um, spray, uh, you know, like, um, oh, what is it, lime through, um, I guess, as part of the scrubbing thing. So before things get discharged, there's, it, there's a series of... Um, um, filtration that happens um yeah and so you know the the stack test that we we presented as part of the resource consent um testified to you know what's coming out which um you know obviously the assessor um the air quality assessor have looked at it and said this is quite small that that's because a lot of the process have happened prior to discharge so it's not as if like with an incinerator you you have a chimney that's directly connected to the combustion. Um, this one 
you know, the, the heat and the, the heat is being captured, the gas is being condensed, and then anything else goes through the scrubber before the, the discharge. In, in a sense, the discharge is more a, a pressure relief um, system just to get the pressure out of the system. Yeah. Excellent. So, look, the reason that we're having this conversation now is that the submission process is currently open, but it's not open for that much longer. Uh, so I guess um, what we're encouraging is if, if this sounds like a, an encouraging technology to you, then, you know, go and have a look at the submission process. Um, and that's on the MDC website. Is that is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. Yeah, uh, and the uh, public notifiable uh, section, uh, it's in there. You can uh, click on it. It's got all the information, all the um, the resource consent data, I mean, uh, documents that we submitted. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's the, uh, what do you call, the submission form as, as downloadable, and you can write your comments um, or why you support or why you um, uh, disagree kind of thing. Um, yeah, yep. but, and- yeah. And if people want to find out about more about you and your company, um, do you have a website that, that we can direct them to? Yeah, so at the moment we're directing you to the parent company who's, who's actually the supplier um, because that's their, we're buying it off them. Um, so that's uh, Bioplant. Uh, if you go Bioplant, if you just Google Bioplant, it'll have um, Mano to section in there. Um, yeah, so there's some uh, freak uh, FAQ. Uh, there's an FAQ question. I um, mean, section and uh, the news uh, section. They can find out. Yeah, but otherwise, they can just email me on um, ttalpo at bioplant dot co dot nz, and I'll try to uh, reply as much as possible. Which is also on the uh, Horizon website. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Topo. Um, good to talk to you today. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to another community interview on NPR, also available on demand at npr.nz. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.npr.nz forward slash donate.